Nobody dances. Nobody dances. Nobody dances here. Nicole, I thought we were going to do that together. You just left me hanging. I'm like... Anyway, I this is nobody... Uh, nope, stop. Do your music solo. Uh, it was a duet. <laughs> this is Nobody Dances Here. I'm your host. Every week, I'm your host. You should know my name by now. I'm Quentin Xavier Roper Savon. The TSI. That's a lot of names. Your name, Quentin. Joining me on the dance floor <laughs> in Los Angeles once again is Nicole Briggs. I'm so glad we're doing this in LA. I'm very comfortable. I know you are. Shop GU. Shop GU. We didn't plug that last time. We, were, I was we didn't. Shop GU is my online store. It's Shop J I Y U, and it means freedom in Japanese. So shopgu.com. She also has a podcast called You Have to Wear Something. You have to wear something every day. You can't go naked. She's a fashion expert. She's my best friend. She's talked me into the idea of sharing a nanny. Yes, when we have kids. Yes. I don't know. I don't think my husband's going to go for that. He might end up being a nanny. I'm not paying him, though. He's going to have to do it for free. You might have to pay him in Swissan. But at least my kid will know Croissant. French. My kid has to know at least two languages. Yeah, we're bougie. Um, Black and bougie in real life. Um, so that makes us like the perfect experts on uh, elevating one's life, which is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to live. We're going to talk about how to live best. How to be best. In the words of Melania Trump. Be best. Be best. Not be the best, but... <laughs> to be your best. No, be... Be best. Be best. She's so stupid. <laughs> he has to show his birth certificate. I had to show my... Shut up, Melania. Anyway. You, you was trafficked in here for um, wealthy white American businessmen, just like everybody else. <laughs> so first we have to tip the scale... Again? We yeah, we, we do it every podcast. We always tipping something. So, on a scale of... On a scale of a studio apartment... Mm-hmm. To Windsor Castle. Mm-hmm. How has your time been since the last time I've seen you? I think I'm not at the Windsor Castle level, and I'm not in a studio apartment. I'm in a... Three bedroom, two and a half bedroom, bedroom house in the hills. Right oh, now. that's Level. still luxurious. Level, yeah. Um, I would say that I'm in a gated community suburban house that I'm not allowed to decorate because I'm renting it. Okay, you're renting. So luxury. it's like I'm comfortable, but I need to get out of my current situation. Okay, I hate gated communities because I don't like security yeah, guards. Yeah, they're too quiet, and I don't like the, I don't like the security guard is always a black person, and it always seems like they have this black mm. person monitoring other black people, <laughs> keeping them away <laughs> from the gate. He's always a snitch. It's always a little snitch. <laughs> I know, a little black snitch. Shout out to Ti who uh, got snitched on and ended up jail a few a few weeks ago. Ooh, ouch! Can you tell me what happened in the short version? Uh, long story short, he left the studio super late. He was drunk. His friend drove him to his gated community, but T.I. left his wallet um, and didn't have his key. So he went to the security guard. Security guard was asleep. Woke up the security guard. The security guard didn't know who he was. He was like, are you kidding? I'm T.I. Like, we're in Atlanta. Like, come on. So the security guard had to call Tiny. Tiny was asleep. She woke up. Yeah, let him in. Drunk T.I. gets into the car. They drive to the house. 
He pours himself a glass of the brown juice, goes back outside, walks back to the security guard, and is like, what's good? Why wouldn't you let me in? And then the cops had to come because the security guard was scared, and uh, he had to spend the night in jail. With a very beautiful mugshot, I should add. He is attractive. I wish he would never talk and just look like that. He's actually attractive. He's my body type, like slim. I've, I've worked with him before. He is the nicest soul and so fucking beautiful. Oh, He's attractive. I mean, he's slim. He is good looking. He's very good looking. And the way he talks. Oh, my God. We got to change the subject because we're not talking about him. I don't know how we got off B-Best. Because oh, we needed to. Everyone needs to be off of B-Best. Because Melania Trump, you were supposed to divorce Donald. Everyone in New York knows that. The law firm that handles her is in my building that I go to work in. You know why I'm laughing? It's because Michael Che calls her sexy Michael Jackson. Sexy Michael Jackson. That's exactly what she looks like. A sexy Michael Jackson. Whatever. (laughs) All right. Elevating life. We're going to skip Hot Topics because this is a very... Uh, how-to episode and with the how-to episodes I like to just jump into it so people some of you aren't really into the pop culture stuff so that's why I like to balance it out uh, this is going to be one of those episodes that we don't Lifestyle. really talk about pop culture you just have two people who have made lots of mistakes and have done a lot of good in their lives some wins um, some losses uh, we like to refer to each other as uh, what do we say we are we're success partners mm-hmm. accountability partners yeah we check in with each other how is your podcast how is your podcast how is your project how is your project exactly how is your career look at my LinkedIn profile look at list, like you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with I yeah. actually believe that which is I think that's why people move away from their families yeah. Yeah. Thank God we don't have to pay for minutes because we spend a lot of time on the phone and mm-hmm. call each other. Yeah. It's like, don't call me after seven. Those days are over. Get off my damn phone. <laughs> don't call me before seven. I get my free nights and weekends. I can't believe that was ever a thing. That was such a thing. That was so dumb. I don't understand. Anyway, shout out to 1996. Um, um, what do you want to start with? Career? No, I told you I wanted to start with the home because you wake up and where are you? Home. Home. Some people are not home. Some of them are homeless. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. We're not talking. Those people that are homeless are probably not listening to the podcast, Nicole. I'm sorry. Unless they're at the library. Oh, I go to the library with homeless people all the time. Um, okay. You're home. Let's talk about your home. Whether your home is a gated community, a glass house that's three bedrooms, two and a half bathrooms in the Hollywood Hills, or a studio. Or any type of apartment, renting, owning, Even your, your bedroom. Situation. Even if you're sharing a space with someone, your yeah. bedroom, your immediate space. Yeah. Does it bring you joy? Are you feeling good day to day? That is the number one question. And I came to this... Uh, I've always have tried to make every living space I've had enjoyable. Even when I was, you know, in high school, fuck it, elementary school, I would always do things like I would decorate the outside of my door. I would, you know, try to do little things. You know, you put the posters up and things and you rearrange the furniture in your room. Like, that's when I started cultivating 
wanting to dominate my space and marking my territory. And then when I got to college and dorm life, it turned into how do I make this prison cell feel like a place where I can study? And then I graduated, started having roommates, and then it was always like, how do I escape from the psycho that I'm living with? You had the best situation in college, though, because I remember, because it was practically like an apartment. That's not, wasn't the dorm situation when one I went to college. Wait, wait, wait. You're talking, you, me and you met when I was in grad school, and I was an RA. Oh, okay. So my situation was dope. I was like living in the yeah, loop. Yeah, like I slept in your apartment, slash, I was in whatever loop. that was. You were I had right. like a kitchenette. Yeah. I mean... But that was when I was a college student. Now that I'm an adult, you know, living in New York, you really don't have, like, most people in New York have a roommate. Most people in L.A. have a roommate. Um, this is a rare thing that I don't have a roommate. It's rare. Nicole has a nice apartment. <laughs> do, do I have a nice in apartment? In Hollywood, yes. Hollywood's not my favorite neighborhood, but my immediate surroundings. She complains because I'm not by the rich people. Bring Ooh. me joy. <laughs> anyway, um, so your living space. Yes. How, how did I, I went from, so I was living with an ex that I should have never moved in with. Um, and it was really his space. And I was just kind of trying to make it our space. And no. that never worked out. And we broke up. And after that, I moved in with uh, an older gentleman. Like, I kind of just subleased a room. So that wasn't my space at all. Like, I had to get his permission to hang up a picture. Like, that was crazy. Then after that, I moved in with a co-worker uh, that was my peer. who will not say her name. Nope. We're not going to say it. But she turned out to be a very horrible human being. Why are you dropping your mouth? I'm closing my mouth. I'm okay. Like, I'm, it's funny because people who know me know who I'm talking about. Like, as you're listening to it. I'm pursing my lips because I don't want to Don't <laughs> rock. You guys, don't start nothing. Don't tag her. Don't bring her up in conversation in regards to don't this episode. Don't leave a message on the hotline. But I am going to share my story with her because I... Uh, was just I wanted to leave the space I was in because I was really just subleasing a room. I wanted my own apartment. I wanted my name on the lease or whatever. And she was in a situation where she was behind on rent payments and she needed to leave. And her apartment was the size of a closet. Like literally only could fit a mattress uh, futon. And with the with a shared bathroom, so we decided. Okay, like we found this apartment. It was a brand new, renovated apartment in a really great neighborhood at the time. Um, it was two bedroom. I even paid two hundred more dollars than she did, just because I knew like she her work situation was different from my situation, and I could afford it or whatever. She turned out to be a horrible human being. I just don't know why roommate situations end up like that. I think that if you have to live with someone, I mean, the number one, number one thing I think you should do if you live with someone is just please make sure you have your own bathroom. 
I think the bathroom makes all the difference because it's such a sacred space. It's where you cleanse. It's where you spend time. You look at your pores in there. But you know what she would say? Like every time there was every day there was a new rule. One time she was like, because her bedroom was next to the bathroom. She literally was like, Quentin, the next time you do number two, can you do a courtesy flush? And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, as it is coming out of your body, flush the toilet so it doesn't sit, have a chance to sit and smell. I've heard that before. I've heard of the courtesy flush. I, that was the first time I heard it. Yeah. I wanted to throw a hammer at her face. Yeah. Most people t- sit down. We won't stay on this because you know how I feel about bodily functions. But they sit there and they let it come out and they let it sit like for the whole duration there in the bathroom. And the aroma is just filling the bathroom. No, I, I don't do that. That's horrible. But the fact that she it's knew that I didn't do it. Or she'd be like, did, I didn't hear you wash your hands. Why are you listening to me urinate? I don't get it. But now they have poopery, you know, the little drops that you put in and then you go. And She then would have insisted that I buy that. I'm pretty sure. Poopery is, th- but, this is this is one way to elevate your, your bathroom experience is to buy poopery. I'm telling you it works. But every day there was a new rule. We lived together for two years. Uh, I mean, I ended up furnishing the whole apartment myself. Been in I that was situation. paying like more rent than she was. It was just a very, like, kind of abusive relationship. And then as she started to move up in her career and getting more money and stuff like that, I realized I'm being taken advantage of and I don't like it. And then I met my now husband and we started getting serious. And so it was like he lived in Queens. I live in Manhattan. That Uber ride was eating up. He wanted to move in together. I was like, long story short, I'm not living with a boyfriend ever again. So he proposed and I was like hey great told her she just assumed that the three of us will live together and I was like bitch she he, he proposed to me goodbye bye <laughs> so you have two options you can either leave this apartment and go find something else or I can leave and go find something else she left right no well she kept saying she was gonna leave and then my husband was like I don't want to stay in this apartment because She's tainted it because he really didn't like her. Um, and then also he didn't like the idea of moving into my space. He wanted to move into a space together. I agree. You guys should do that. If you're in a relationship, even if he... I've heard situations where a man has been married and then he gets a divorce and then he gets a new woman. He he proposes to her and he moves that fiance into the no, house he had with his you gotta wife. Get a new situation. Oh no! But the funny situation with me is that my landlord liked us so much that he allowed these uh, this lesbian couple to in their lease early so we could move into their apartment downstairs. So I'm in the same building. Yeah. But we just moved into it and we actually made it our apartment. Yeah. Um. So couples get a new place together. Always get a new place. I don't care if he's 60 years old. Just have him and his nurse roll him into a new place. Cause (laughs) cause I don't care what the situation is. He, cause a lot of people get, I bought this house and this is my sell the house. This is a new beginning, a new chapter. Or get another house and rent the house. Old house. But what kills me about it is that she was so upset by my glow up. That she completely just like, which I was okay with. I was ready for that relationship to end. But the way she went about it, I was just like, I'm elevating my life and you're choosing to stay where you are, which is fine. But I have another human being that's marrying into, literally into my family. I have to 
He has to meet my family. He has to be integrated. It's I a whole other you know, life. You get what I'm saying? It's a and whole she other couldn't life. understand that. And she was very, very nasty. It got to the point where she wouldn't. I mean, we worked. I said we were co-workers. She refused to work with me. I was like, I can't. I can't do this. Um, the apartment, we had to make it our own. Like, it was a small Manhattan apartment, a fake two-bedroom. Um, and by fake, I don't mean, like, there was, like, a, a partition put up to make it two-bedrooms. Yeah, why was it a fake two-bedroom? The rooms were super small. Oh, okay. We had to, we could barely fit a queen-size bed in the first bedroom. And in the second bedroom, it was just pointless. We just turned it into a, a walk-in closet. And even then, it's too, still too small for a walk-in closet. And so, we made it work. You've seen my apartment. We yeah. made it look really cute. Yeah. But then, like, living in that apartment for two and a half years now, we're just, I, we, it was just like, no, we got to elevate this. So, we've been hunting for a better apartment because it's too small. We get into an argument. Okay, where are we going to go? <laughs> you want to, we got to leave the apartment. It, it, that's what happened. Like, it's not like, you know, it's, sometimes we need space, like. Or if he wants to grade papers and I want to work on the podcast stuff or like, it's just, we're, it's, we're super, super close and on top of each other. And that gets annoying. So going back to the original question, does it bring you joy? There's been many instances where my living situation has not brought me joy, which has prompted me to seek other solutions. And right now my current living situation is not bringing me joy because of the lack of space. So I'm elevating to find something that will bring me joy and we've mood boarded the fuck out of how we're going to design the apartment me and Nicole uh, <laughs> <laughs> not me and my husband we, but, yeah exactly like we've been definitely doing some but interior design it is very important for you to feel comfortable at home yes it is so important every little detail from the shower cap to the soap dish, to the rug, to the curtain, to the duvet. To the couch. Couch. I don't like it when I walk into people's apartments and they just have furniture that they just is thrown together. Yeah. Like, oh, like... I need a bed. So you just got any bed. Oh, I need a lamp. So you just got any lamp. You didn't think about how the lamp was going to fit in with the entire fucking room, really? It's weird. You go into places like mid-century, plus it's Victorian, plus Ikea, futon. It's like those restaurants that sell, like, sushi pizza euro asian food like ramen pho like just vegan it's like there's no way you're you're good at all those things don't do your house like that i mean my whole thing with the living thing is i i have friends that have really interesting jobs and i look at their living spaces and it's literally like a college dorm and i'm and i ask them why don't you want to paint? Why don't you want to like get furniture that like puts a smile on your face when you look at it? Well, this is just rental. And I, I am just like, look, we are millennials. We have student loan debt. It's going to be a minute before some of us are actually going to be able to take out oh, every, a home loan. Every space you have. I'll never forget it. I was living. I was just renting a room when I moved to L.A. That was like seven years ago in Los Feliz. It's a beautiful neighborhood. And I, it was a couple, but I had my own bathroom. That was one of my rules. And I got a bed and a dresser and I had my mobile and I just had a few accents. I didn't have all the furniture that I have now. Just tell people what a mobile is because I didn't know what it was until I met you. Well, just like with the babies, 
who have a mobile over them, which is basically toys floating on strings that hangs from the ceiling. Um, if you look up Alexander Calder, C-A-L-D-E-R, he was an artist um, who was a sculptor and who also um, created mobiles for art. And it, it's, it's totally something that's for more than just babies. And I have one in my apartment, and I actually want another one or a different one. But you know, I'm going to get one, too, because I'm inspired by it. It just brings me joy. Yeah. And I think... The best place to get a mobile, honestly, is a art museum. Yeah, because we were looking at Etsy stuff, and it was like, eh. you were like, let's go to your New York. What's it called? Moma, Moma. Moo Moo. I was like, Moma, Moma. And then we found a cute one, and I'm gonna get it. Yeah, because there's a lot of different ways you can design a mobile. It could look ridiculous, like you're a child, or it could also look like, you know, designy, like uh, all of that. It could right. look very minimal, um, very forward, um, very fashionable. So I, I think because it's always in motion, it carries a certain energy. And I'm all about the energy. Like, if you never read a Fang Shui book, pick up one. If you never read Marie Kondo's, um, you know, The Secret to Tidying Up, um, does it bring you joy? You should do, the, do this with all your belongings in your... Look up minimalism. Like, yeah. look at it. And develop a, appreciation for it. Because that, if you have a hard time keeping your apartment clean, that's usually a reflection of what's going on with you mentally. Yeah. So... I'm not saying become a minimalist, but look at it. Yeah, because maximalist has a lot of thought that goes into it, too. I've well, never heard of maximalism. What is that? That max- sounds like something I want to do. <laughs> so if you're a maximalist, so for instance, like uh, Donatella Versace considers herself a maximalist. She does not like minimalism at all. So that means that um, her, like Diana Reeland, are maximalist. That means their space is going to be very layered. So it's going to be like wallpaper, flowers, trays, pillows couches it's just not minimal it's lots of color lots of layer but even that takes a lot of focus it's not junk it's not a pile of paper it's not but everything has a place in that situation right so maximalist is 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 layering things like plants right uh you know throw throws for the couch um so being a maximalist it still takes work it still takes focus so you need to decide what decide what your style is and don't rush it took me months to find all the pieces in my apartment with the exception of my cow um bed which your bed should always be brand new um everything was pretty much found on craigslist it's just the most amazing couch by the way yeah you fall right asleep and that was brand new i found that through a couple who they bought and they couldn't return it and it smelled like a new car and it had a tag on it so i knew it was brand new i literally got like a 1200 dollars couch for you know 285 dollars right and, and you can do that if you spend time knowing if you know yourself you know your style you know your decor it makes designing and, and decorating your apartment all the more easier. And you're fine with waiting. I'd rather wait forever. I still don't have a bookshelf. And I've been living here for four years. Right. I, I'd rather have a the right bookshelf, the ultimate bookshelf, than just any old bookshelf. Because you're investing in pieces that you can keep or you can pass down to someone or you can sell. That's, that's part of the reason why I got out of the habit of buying the cheap versions of furniture at Ikea. Yeah. Like, I will... Because Ikea has a range. They have the cheap stuff. Like, you can get the cheap coffee table that's Uh like $10. Yeah. Or you can look at this other coffee table that's going to be like, what, $90? But it's made out of cork. Right. And it looks cool. Right. And it's limited edition. They only made a certain number. Right. Like the uh, Virgil Abloh thing, the off-white. They're going to start doing collabs at Ikea... 
And I think this is going to be good. I hope a lot more designers collab with um, affordable things because it is expensive to collect furniture. And that also brings me to relationships, too. You're living with someone and you guys have different, um, you know, style you know, you have a different style, different ideas on decoration. Really got to sit down and talk about that and like, okay, how can we agree on a shower curtain? How can we agree yes. on a rug? Me you, you have the conversation. And Gam have a system. I will pick out five to ten things that I like and I will display them for him and I'll ask him to pick two to three or one narrow down one that he likes. Yeah. And then we'll have a com- we'll have a conversation about why we like it, the pros and cons of it. Case in point, the shower curtain. Right. That we're looking at for my next apartment that I don't have yet. <laughs> um split still guys design your imaginary apartment because you're manifesting your manifesting next move. Yes. we'll talk about that later in the yeah. podcast make sure we talk about that later in the podcast yes uh so picked out three dope shower curtains that i liked one of them is like a black and white portrait of a man diving into water but instead of water the curtain is like half white at the top where he's diving from and then the bottom of the curtain is black very minimalist, very like tongue in cheek. Then there was another one with like black and navy and gold roses. Beautiful. Which sounds feminine, but it had like this harsh masculinity to it that would have been like super lit for like an apartment with two dudes. Yeah. And uh, the winner is this black background with this porcelain portrait of like a sculpture. And this neon yellow stripe, just like yeah, like almost like someone graffitied this like Greco-Roman sculpture or a bust. Yes, and it it looks very like edgy and cool. And I'm very much into like globes and maps with my husband because my husband is a history teacher and he, he loves talking about history. So anytime I can bring that into our living space, I know it's a good situation because when he comes into it, just like. It really does improve your lifestyle to have like a good living space, I think. To wake up in a comfortable bed that you kind of don't want to get out of, but you need to because you got to go get that money. You spend your all your day at work, you come home, and it's just like a sigh of relief. Like I'm in, sh- I'm chez moi, like I'm home. Yeah, like think about how you feel when you go into a really cool hotel room and you're like, oh, it's so clean. I love to do vey. Everything is so clean. Everything has a a spot. You can recreate that feeling in your own home. And a lot of people just don't realize that it's like you can do this at home. Yeah, like with with my bed, like my husband thought I was crazy. I was like looking at different mattresses, looking at mattress toppers. I would buy different sheets to see which sheets we like. Like we finally found sheets that we both like. Yeah. Where it like my favorite thing now is to like on a Saturday when I'm done teaching fitness classes is to like get in my bed and watch TV. Like it's it brings me such comfort and such joy and it makes me feel like I'm living a luxurious lifestyle even though I only paid a few hundred dollars for the bed, mattress, and the sheet set. Like, it's little things like that. Like, you have to ask yourself in terms of your home, what is missing? Yeah. If you are one of those people, every time you get a bottle of wine, 
you're like, how am I going to open up this bottle of wine? <laughs> no, I have friends like this every time. Like, oh, did anyone bring a corkscrew? You know we come to your house for wine all the time. You never have a corkscrew. So we have to use a shoe or we have to YouTube search how to open up this bottle. You oh, know God. you need a corkscrew. So you know that weekend on your errand list, you need to go out and get a corkscrew. Now, then this is just an example. When you realize that there's something you need for your home... Don't just get something to get something. Right. Get something that's going to put a smile or give you a very positive feeling every time you get to use it. Of course. So maybe it's a you go into Crate and Barrel and they have like a like a, a mini statue that has like a corkscrew attachment to it or something from like an art museum that like yeah. Something that speaks to your personality. Oh, yeah, or maybe you're like a Star Wars fan and someone gave you and you find a corkscrew and it's like Darth Vader. Right. Like, like stuff like, like that. Oh wow, that's really cute and fun. That speaks to me. Like just serve yourself. That's a part of self-care too. Um, but in terms of like relationships, if you're living with other people and you have to like you're married, you're in a long-term relationship or you have to have a roommate due to like budgetary constraints, well, of course, yes, then then you know, have the conversation. If you can live alone and you are not married, you're single, try to live alone. I remember when I first got my apartment, it was a little bit out of my price range, and I wasn't completely sure how I was, how I was going to afford it. But I took it anyway, and I was like, Nicole, make it work. Nicole, figure out how you're going to make you it work. You tim-gunned yourself. I tim-gunned myself. I was like, make it work. I didn't know where this extra money was going to come from because it was literally, I want to say $500 more than what I had been paying. Where is this magical $500 going to come from? I took it on a whim and a prayer. And you know what? I've been living here for four years. Yeah. And I I made it work. And so sometimes you just have to take the jump, force yourself, make yourself lean into the challenge. Um, It was worth it for me to live alone. I had done my thing. I had gotten settled in L.A. I had done the roommate thing. It was just time to have a space that's only for Nicole where Nicole can grow. You got to understand that when you have your own space too, you're reading the books you want to read. Right. You're, you're really curating everything that's going in your mind and out of your mind, whether you're meditating, whether you're doing yoga, you're working out, you're really creating your life inside of your living space. This is not just a dorm room. And I think with millennials, they have a hard time transitioning from dorm life to real life. Because sometimes I visit my friend's apartments and I'm just like, damn. You still have a children's. <laughs> like, I, 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 I. And I think it comes from your family too. Like my mom, everywhere we lived, you talked to my mom today. It, it's just all about, you know, well, my mom has wine for cooking and she has wine for drinking. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is the type of people. This I girl drank all my cooking wine. I had to tell her to take a break. That's I literally was cheer. on the phone with Nicole's mom. She's so delightful. Um, um, So it also is about like who you come from too. So it's like I grew up with a lot of space and with four kids and like a mom who has interests and, and, and a dad and all that. We all have different interests. So unique kids and me being the only girl like my mom was like I know she needs her own space I always had my own bathroom so it was really hard mm, to that's think. why you keep bringing out your own bathroom yeah because what it is is if you go in there you're reading and you could take a bath and really commit to self and, and this is not just about oh this space is cute and I feel good and it makes me feel good 
it's about the investment in self. Right. I can make myself a bath mm-hmm. and I don't have to worry about, oh, someone's coming behind me to use the bath and let me hurry up and get in and out of the tub. Right. You can get in that tub, grab a book about money, learn how to invest, read your French book, learn French, play mm-hmm. the music you want to play. You're literally like continuing to grow and learn in the space you've created for yourself. Or if you have roommates and roommates aren't always a bad thing. No. But learn, take advantage of when your roommates aren't in the apartment. Like right. if you know that your roommate has a boo and she spends every weekend with that boo, maybe you don't go out every weekend that she goes out. Like if you see her Monday through Thursday and she's in your face, even if you adore her, take that Saturday to just be in your space. Yes. Reorganize your bookshelf. Declutter your closet. Like when you clean out drawers, like just randomly. I do it all the time. Just go in a drawer, open up that drawer, clean out that you you'll be shocked at how much stuff you donate. You could donate or throw away. Or better yet, when you just like analyze your space and going back to what uh you know I said earlier the question, like what is missing? Maybe you need to go to the container store and get something to help you better organize your situation so you're not going through a pile of stuff. Like when you if you can't leave your apartment with ease because you're constantly searching for something, there's shoes that you know that you have that you can't find, your backpack is somewhere, you know, all this other stuff, it creates little pockets of anxiety. So you're already starting the day wrong or already starting whatever the next part of your day is wrong. You should always leave your space prepared to take charge of whatever. And I think a lot of that has to also tie into decor. A lot of people don't want to waste money. So I, I, I say money. waste with quotation marks on uh, decor, which is one of the reasons why I couldn't stand my last roommate. Because she, she did not understand why are we spending money on a coffee table? Why do we have to get a couch? Why do we need chairs? We live here. This is our home. We're... Like, she didn't understand it, and she didn't want to pay for it. And I was like, well, I can't be comfortable in this space, and I can't justify paying this amount of rent. And I have it, so I had to buy it for myself, and then I mean, she... most people will buy a piece of furniture, and then after a year, they're like, oh, I don't like it. And you don't like it because it was cheap, or you didn't give it a lot of thought, or it was just a placeholder. Stop buying placeholders, placeholders. for your life. Stop. I would rather you, if I was your friend, I would rather you use a cardboard box as a fucking coffee table than for you to go get a cheap coffee table assemble it put the effort into it and then every time you look at that coffee table you're like damn brings you joy hey i've even seen on pinterest like some of the minimal situations like in bedrooms where they had the mattress on the floor but their bedding was so nice and they had like a plant a lamp and just a mattress on the floor and it looked more luxurious than some of these cheap bedrooms i've seen because right. of the way that they've curated those three pieces. You know, I... I mean, use Pinterest, guys. I mean, Pinterest is... Pinterest is great Great. for generating an idea. And when you're doing it, don't think of it as a... I mean, it's hard to talk about this because I'm a creative. Like, I create things for a living. Right. But when I was working uh, this weekend with Nicole in terms of designing this next apartment that hopefully me and my husband will be moving into. You will. It was, there was a theme. Like, I was like, I want something that's 
has a gothic vibe to it that's very masculine, restoration hardware. A lot of I neutrals, gray. I want wood. Wood. But I want stone. stone. I want like ga- like a Game of Thrones type of vibe. Like those are very specific terms. And so using that, we were able to pull very specific images like metal. Like I want to feel like a metalsmith made the accents that go to this apartment yeah and then from there we're looking at wall colors we're looking at like okay if this area looks like this what is what is going to happen in the kitchen are you allowed to do a completely different theme in the opposite side of the room like it's like all these little details because when you are at home when you have the luxury to have a day to yourself at home especially when it's a snow day which you don't get in LA but if it's a blizzard if it's a if it's a drizzling rainy day, people don't go out either in LA. So that's our snow day. Or like <laughs> a situation where you have a four day weekend and you didn't want to go out of town. Mm-hmm. Like when you can actually have a staycation in your own fucking home. Right. That is an amazing feeling. And if you don't have that feeling, if you're not able to have that feeling. Start to think about what you can add to your current situation or what you need to remove from your current situation so you can feel that. We all work hard. If you are leaving the house to go to work and coming back home, that's working hard. I don't care what you do for a living. You deserve to feel like an adult. You deserve to feel like an accomplished adult when you walk into your home. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it also affects all your relationships, too, like when you're... um friends the type of friends you have the type of people you have in your life you know like people describe me as you know sometimes luxurious sometimes high maintenance you know i don't think i'm that uh, you're high maintenance high maintenance you're high maintenance um like my friend natalie was saying um like fast food is not allowed in your car not because of the smell her car how long have you had your car um a year and a half that thing still has the new car smell i allow water because you have to stay hydrated in my car. I think it's represented, like you said, with the clutter. Uh, let me see. We stopped at the <laughs> store on the way back to our house. <laughs> I needed some little snacks because we we're going to go to dinner after this. I got chicken wings, potato chips, and a corn dog. Right. The chicken wings were in a container, so I wasn't concerned about that. That corn dog was just kind of like tied into paper i was like she was pumping gas i was like i don't want her to say that she smells this corn dog on the way back to her apartment so i hopped my black ass out and was just eating the corn dog watch her pump the gas i'm like yeah (laughs) that's me being a good friend and respecting that she curated this this car situation for herself and it brings her joy and it makes her very happy because in LA, you spend a lot of fucking time in your car. It's your second home. And so when I get in, even my previous car, Miss America, which was a Volkswagen Beetle, people would get in there be like, there's nothing in this car. And I'm like, you know, that whole idea that, oh, I live in my car. Ha ha. He he hell. I don't live in my car. I have an apartment. I, don't live, I have an apartment <laughs> that I live in and my car is for transporting. So. Uh, people would get in and I'm like, oh, it's so clean and so empty. And I'm like, and people go, oh, it smells so good. And like, and doesn't that make you feel good that the car is clean and smells good? It does. It makes you feel welcome I and feel rich in your fucking electric car. Right, exactly. Whereas when you get in someone's car. So you- rich that every time we stop in a neighborhood, I'm like, I'm just going to buy everything. <laughs> Nicole's like, ah, Quentin, I think we should stop. I'm like, Nicole, shut up. I'm a millionaire. 
today I'm a millionaire. I do have shearling covers on my on my uh, seatbelts. I have shearling covers, but you know that's what I'm saying. Those little touches, like I found that this is this is the idea of elevating your life. I found that the seatbelt was scratching the side of my neck. We do spend a lot of time in a car in LA and it was like scratching the side of my neck to the point where I was getting eczema. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? She gave herself eczema. So I got into my dad's car in Chicago and he had these like cool little shearling covers. I said, Dad, where'd you get these? And he was like, oh, got them online or whatever. He sent them to me in the mail when I got my new car and I knew exactly what they what were. What a thoughtful parent. I don't so, have one of those. So thoughtful. And so they have been a lifesaver because I have this very soft fur on my neck when I'm commuting. I don't have to get scratched up. Right. And, and I'm just saying, I don't think that cost my dad a lot of money. What I'm saying is you could spend a very little money. Little money. Little to money. Improve elevate. your situation. And yes. like, I yes. have an Amazon Prime account, which my husband fucking hates. <laughs> but anytime there's a need for anything, I search on Amazon Prime Look, first. Like, love we, Bezos. <laughs> our current apartment, the handyman installed, because of nurture, we had a detachable uh, shower rod. Right. So he went through all the apartments and attached permanent shower rods. Well, this nitwit <laughs> attached ours super high. So the shower curtain didn't go down towards the floor. It would stop right at the the edge of the bathtub. So water was leaking or whatever. So I'm like, where the fuck am I going to get like a super extra long shower liner so I don't have SeaWorld <laughs> on my fucking floor when I shower? Right. Amazon, baby. Twelve dollars. They have everything. That damn Jeff Bezos. That's your bestie. Like, uh, we got for our wedding. We got a, a decanter for whiskey. Ooh. Really expensive decanter for whiskey. I wanted to get the matching glasses. That was a. Be- I think I saw that. That was a beautiful decanter. Uh, we got a decanter and we got like a, a mirrored uh, tray. Tray. Yeah. That has like gold and stuff on it. We got really, really a lot of nice shit uh, from our wedding, but I was like, I should have glasses to go with this. Yeah, Amazon, Amazon, the exact same brand. It was on sale. I'll be honest, just because I have an online store and like I know he's changing the game with ecom, I I do my best to like I be best, um, and I look for. Like, for instance, like my face roller. So while we're getting all bougie talking about self-care, um, I use a jade roller on my face, whereas I'll moisturize and then I'll roll up and I'll jade roll. Actually, uh, Lynette Astaire of Superfood School um, put me on to it. She was always rolling on her Instagram stories. And I was like, oh, maybe I should use that. And it just it's like a face massage. It does like lymph drainage. Um, it's just really, really it just can't hurt to to um, roll your face with this tool that's been around since ancient times and we all know that like basically Asians and Chinese they they have figured out like skincare like thousands of years ago um we're just now catching up to it um Koreans as well but um yeah I jade roll and I knew that I could just get it on Amazon but I was like let me find a jade roller I bought it from directly the site that sells them that manufactures it and they were so appreciative instead of like i don't know i I didn't get it from amazon i like bought it from from them and and, and it does make a difference because because energy travels energy travels and, and you have to 
sometimes when I try to have a, uh, I can have a store within a store with Amazon, they do take some kind of percentage. Yeah. You know, it's not for free. You right. know, you're sharing a profit with them. So, you know, it's only $22 for the damn J-Roller. Why don't I just give that to the small business? Right. Let them have that 100%. So just keep that in mind. People it's like, convenience, but at what cost? It's like, right. like, do we want Jeff Bezos to have a monopoly? I would say for the hard-to-find stuff, Amazon is perfect. Because we could have a podcast off of the weird shit that we've bought. So much weird I mean, shit. Literally, I'm like, oh, we need a remote control that does da 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 I go to Best Buy. I go to Radio Shack. They don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Radio Shack's not even in business right now. Uh, when's the last time you saw Radio Shack? Maybe two years ago. But I was looking for something very specific. Nobody had it. Typed it in Amazon. I had five options. One of them was one day delivery. I had it that night. Yeah, I think the speed thing is something because they have the power to really get you stuff right away, like the next day. Um, it's going to be hard to to uh, compete with that. But yeah, guys, just get the little things that you know things that are making your life a living hell. Like right now, I know I need some kind of abalone shell or something for all the smudging that I do in my house. So I burn a lot of Palo Santo. I'm always burning good vibes, smudging. Why didn't you buy one when we were out? I there just, were so many. I, I know. But it wasn't the right one. It wasn't the right one. Exactly. I spend a lot of time thinking. Um, I'm a sustainable shopper. I'm a conscious shopper. So I'm always thinking. I give myself a couple days to think about it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go with that one. I take a lot of time to pick. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely an investor shopper, a collector shopper. So um, I'm looking for something really cool to leave my sage, to leave my Palo Santo, to leave all the things that I burn, to scent the house, my little you know, incense and all of that. Um, that looks cool. And that goes with like my decor and that's like, you know, not competing with anything. And it's all about bringing energy into your space and not just objects, but more importantly, people relationships. We brought it up a little bit, but let's really get into it. These are the questions. Yes. Do you have a supportive tribe? Do you? Your vibe attracts your tribe. So what is your vibe doing to bring the people into your life? Are there toxic people that you need to release? How do you honor and celebrate great friends? A lot of this comes from... Uh, my homeboy Deepak Chopra. He has a very short. He's your homeboy, y'all. He's, he's he, my homie. He invited to the cookout. He's my homie. When I had surgery, I was listening to him, like healing the body. I was listening to it over and over again, so I could metaphysically heal. I'm a witch, by the way, guys. I'm a good witch. Um, and number two, his She's witch. really short book called "The Seven Steps of Spiritual Success," and. It really is good tips in there. He says, one of the things I try to do that I don't always do, but I'm doing like 80% of the time where you don't go to someone's house empty-handed. There are ways to honor your friends without it being their birthday. Let's say... I have, you included, but I do have a few friends who have never come to my house empty-handed. Exactly. Courtney Williams. Let me call this woman out. There have been many times where Courtney has been, like, she lives in a completely different borough. Yeah. But there have been times where uh, Courtney has had an audition or has gone to an event nearby. And I'll be like, oh, just, like, come over or whatever. Or, like, it's late. I'm like, oh, you just, like, have dinner with us and, like, you could crash here or whatever. So you're not, like, 
on the fucking right. bus or train trying to get to your apartment or whatever. Yeah. It don't matter if it's raining, snowing, whatever. She always comes with something in her fucking hand. Yeah. Usually a bottle because she does like a drink. And there's great bottles. Like I showed you that one great vineyard. Right. That's at Trader Joe's. Four dollars. It really doesn't cost. There was one time she was in the neighborhood. We were recording a podcast. She was like, hey, I'm in uh, this place. You guys want anything? She bought us all burgers. Like... The reason why I love her so much, like, she's not rolling. I know she's not rolling in money. Right. But she, she believe it, it's very evident to me that she knows that she looks at money as energy and she knows that putting out good energy brings it back to her. Yeah. It, it's kind of the dual Oprahism. It's like, you don't have to see like the whole staircase. You just only need to see the first step. Right. And it's like, no, a lot of people like these elaborate birthdays where you spend like hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars on these trips. I was telling you about my last birthday. Yeah. Trips and all this kind of stuff. And sometimes it's just cool to just bring, like, I know this person loves this type of gum Mm -hmm. or I know this person loves this type of flower. And even Deepak was saying, like, even he's like, you could bring anything to someone's house, even if it's like a little note. Like I was going to a woman, one of my brides had just bought like a four million dollar house she sold her two million dollar house and bought a four million dollar house and she has everything and it it, you know some of those are kind of like wow what do i bring to her house for this party Mm -hmm. it's catered she's got a pool she's got a heated pool she's got a i mean she is this everything right i just brought a bag of lemons and a bag of oranges and they chopped them up and used them as accoutrement for the cocktails the guy that was doing the bartending he was like oh, okay cool I'll add. and pe- I saw people with the oranges on their their beverages that's it, thoughtful it added it still added to her party a bag of oranges cost me two bucks the bag of lemons cost me even less people don't understand that people don't understand just go and just the come the gift has to have a thought just come it's not about the price head. of the gift have something in your hand just because that person's wealthy they are not expecting you to bring them a Cartier watch now I did have an idiot uh, <laughs> I need to stop talking about my ex but my ex wanted to throw Thanksgiving and everyone it was supposed to be a potluck and one of his friends brought like a and I recognized that the flowers were from like he came from like Queens, but I could tell that he got the flowers from a bodega nearby. Yeah, and they were kind of wilted. Like he just showed up with flowers. I'm just like, are you aware that everyone in the room cooked something or brought? Not even like you couldn't bring a bottle. Like it just like bag. If you go to a local bodega, bring a bag of ice for people's drinks. Something like think practical. about the party. Think about like, the party. Flowers from the bodega, like it wasn't even like spe- like. I was like, okay, we now we have to find a vase. Like we don't really have vases in the apartment. Like I will never forget that, you know. Um, and, and so yeah, that turned and- out to be a toxic, uh, trash <laughs> human being. He had a blog, but the blog is no more because he was a fucking idiot. I'm winning. Let me stop being petty. I'm about to get on an airplane. I don't want the plane to crash. No, do um, not be petty. <laughs> don't make jokes like that. Love life. What about Let's it? ask questions about the love life. Are you lonely or are you alone? There is a difference. It is a difference. Are you with someone for the right reasons or for the wrong reasons? What gets in the way of 
dating? What is getting in your way of dating? Is love on hold for the time being? Have you taken yourself out of the situation of dating and why? I think love lives, if you are a single person, even if you're married, they they go through different seasons, ebbs and flows, highs and lows. I think, like, for instance, this year, like, earlier in the year, I went to see my clairvoyant, and she said... I see her, too. She yes. told me everything that was going to happen to me in yeah, three years. Yeah, she predicted and... it. And she was just like, look, I understand that... Because sometimes you don't know what to focus on. you got to understand that these are all full-time jobs. Pursuing a career is in itself a job. Pursuing a positive, supportive, great relationship is... Is a job. Is a job. Pursuing the business of your own, being an entrepreneur that you want to be, is a job. Even your hobbies, your interests, learning French, being playing chess, doing a podcast. All these things take time. And you get confused about what you should put your energy into, what's priority. And so sometimes I go to, I have a life coach. I have a clairvoyant. You go to the clairvoyant and you add, and I and I advise for every, those everyone to get these things. I advise everyone to get these clairvoyant things. is another word for psychic, right? For those of you who uh, English is a second language, <laughs> be best. <laughs> but uh, I have listeners in Sweden, Korea, Japan. Psychic. Australia tarot reader, whatever you want to call a mystic. I got to make sure they understand what's going on in mystical the mystical healer. Which my husband was like, I can't listen to your podcast. Y'all talk too fast. I was like, it's all for you because I am saying things about you that I don't want you. to Maybe hear. he'll learn how to speak English quicker. Anyway, um, yeah, sometimes <laughs> there is a time to be alone. And they always say too, if your career is going really well, your love life is going really poorly. If your if your love life is going really really well working going well something is always suffered there is no perfect balance i think the the myth of balance is, is bullshit there's never going to be balance there's always going to be something that you're going to have that's going to have to that needs your attention that needs your attention that you sacrifice like maybe your family relationships maybe you're neglecting friends maybe you're focused on your career right now this is not a good time to focus on love and my clairvoyant this year for instance i'll share this said this is your year to build this year is about building my career, building myself. And so I'm working on personal projects and work. And that's what I'm working on. And if people are around and they want to date, but I'm not making dating. It was a time where I was putting a lot of energy into making dating happen. Right. Making it. Let me make it happen. Let me let me go on apps. Let me make it happen. And so you Tinder. Gotta, so I'm right. So I'm right. Yeah. So I'm Bumble, right. et cetera. You know. So you have to um, figure out when's the right time what season is this your love season is this your career season is this your self-care season is it time to just be alone read books recenter yourself learn the new you change the new you you need to know the difference between being lonely and being alone there's power in being alone there is no power. power in being lonely loneliness is a feeling that has many layers that you need to actually take time to go through. Because it's very easy to say, well, I don't have a husband or I don't have a girlfriend or I'm not dating anyone and it's negatively affecting me. You should be able to find a place of happiness without another person. Like a person... Can't complete you. A person can't completely... A person can't make you happy. No, it's really not their responsibility it's at all. Not that, it's an inside job. Like, you really have to be happy, and then you find someone else who's already happy, and the two of you 
merge to be happy together, but you're you were already happy independently. Like a like a lot of people get into fucked up relationships because they are they're convinced that being with a person is going to make them happy. And that whole honeymoon phase and that, you know, the chemicals in your brain are going crazy because you're with this new person and you feel validated by them showing affection towards you, that's temporary. Eventually, you get to know each other and you start to notice things and they start to notice things and then you either stay with each other out of convenience or you break up. If you're already happy and you already meet someone that's happy, when you hit those rough patches, they're not that intense because you both know how to return to your own happiness. So when I'm in having arguments with my husband, we can both be like, I want to talk to you for a few hours, but it's not like devastation. No, we get over it. No, I think because we're in touch with our individual emotions and we're able to check in with ourselves. Like I know that I'm super dramatic. He knows that he has a little bit of a Parisian fucking temper. And see, and a lot of people say that I'm a lot, and I think it's just like it's it's, it's a difficult situation when you're a woman, when you know yourself, you know what you like, you know what you don't like. You're you're not a little kid anymore. You know exactly what you want. And so when something is presented and you're like, oh, like I would never live that way or that's something that's against my values, you don't you don't put time in it. You don't have time to waste to put into it. Yeah. And people are like, oh, you're being mean. It's like, no, I just know myself. And right. I'm in charge with me, my feelings, my emotions. And I'm not I'm not going to waste time trying to force myself to feel good about something that I'm never going to feel good there's about. There's so much awareness. I'm oh, sorry. There's so much power in self-awareness. Yeah. It's so much power. Like, knowing, how, like, for me, knowing when I'm jealous, knowing when I'm being ridiculous, knowing when I'm being dramatic, knowing when I'm being unfair, knowing when I am having a reaction that is completely batshit crazy. Yeah, I mean, and it never hurts. I, I've definitely been in situations where I've set my beliefs aside to try to be supportive of the relationship as a whole. It just never works. You just have Mm-mm. to be, you, you really have to have that self-awareness. Like Wayne said in the song, I'm me. I'm me. <laughs> and if you need to take breaks from dating, do that. Take but don't breaks. take long, drawn out breaks. If you know. Don't get it too many cats. And then if you know that you want to be married with kids, don't take a 10, a 10 year hiatus from dating. <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> A lot of people walking around like, oh, nobody wants me. I promise you. You don't even try. I promise you. There are people looking at you when you walk down the street. They're like, man, I would love to fuck that. I promise. It doesn't matter what you look like. doesn't matter what your body type is. There are people forever. There's someone for everyone. It really is. You have to change your mindset. You do. You have to change your perspective. To think that no one's going to love you and there's millions of people and you're walking down the street and you see people you've never seen before ever in life. You see those people every day. That's crazy. You have to change your mindset. And once you change your mindset, I'm not saying I don't necessarily believe that changing your mindset is going to all of a sudden attract people that are attracted to you. When you change your mindset, it allows you to have an openness to see those people who could be attracted to you. 
So when the when your coworker comes up to you and asks you how your day is, if you're in the mindset of like I'm ugly, nobody wants you, you're looking at him like, oh, he's just making conversation. So you don't really put that much effort into it. Yeah. But if you're like in the mindset of like, oh, I'm a I'm a worthy person of anyone's affection. I'm you know the shit. I feel sexy today, or whatever. Blah blah blah. Guy comes up to you in the office like, oh, how was your weekend? You all of a sudden notice, hey, he doesn't even work on this floor. And he just tried to come chat with me. Let me see where this is going to go. Oh, he wants to get coffee. Let me see where this is going to go. Like that, And even if it doesn't turn into anything romantic, you're practicing for the next opportunity. Yeah, you're creating energy. Your social skills are improving. Um, you're learning to flirt. You're learning to, you know, you're doing a lot of things. You're learning how to pick up cues, like... Yeah, yeah. People should just have like a lot more fun with it. I think everyone gets really serious. I think it's gonna become serious on its own if it's meant to be. Like the first couple of of dates, you know, are, are interesting. I remember I went to this guy's house a couple of months ago, and uh, he was like, "Oh, I just moved." You know, you have to listen too. And and I remember it going back to not being empty handed. I went to his house. Had he said he had a new apartment, so I showed up the apartment. Had a bottle of wine, brought him some Palo Santo to burn, to dispel, you know, to right. bless a new home. Mm-hmm. He, he was so surprised. He was like, oh, my God. He was like, thank you. Thank you. Wow. And then his roommate was like, that's really cool. And he's like, well, he's like, do you care if we open it and drink it? And me, him, and his roommate, it was really, it was nothing like romantic at all. We just all kind of sat and talked. And it was a very cool experience. Right. He came to my house. He came late. He didn't have anything. And it wasn't a competition. It was just like, like, did you not? And I'm the woman. And usually it's more like the guy right. courting. It was supposed to be like the guy courting the woman. And I'm, I'm just saying, a lot of those rules are getting dispelled nowadays. But, you know, the fact that it was just like, even though I'm a woman, I'm going to still not come empty handed to this man's house. Right. And he came to my house empty handed. And it was just like, and he came late. And it was, it was just even being on time, you don't understand the gift of respecting someone's time, the commodity that they can't get back in their life. Don't be disrespectful to someone's time. If they set aside a time on their Saturday for you, and you've confirmed two days prior, and then you you cancel Saturday, they could have chose a different right. set of activities for their day. I work with high school students, and I try to beat this into them because I didn't learn this until I was like 25. You cannot be late. It one minute late, two minutes late. Five, if you were supposed to be somewhere at eight o'clock, you should really be there at seven fifty-five so you can get started at eight o'clock. Yeah, like you and I are on the same with that in terms of being respectful of time. And you know, if poverty comes, even like Louise Hay will say, even with poverty and thinking poor is not just about money. Are you poor in time? Right. Like she was getting like super deep. Like, are you poor? Are you always rushing to work and never on time to work and pulling into the driveway of your job right on the on the minute of the time you're supposed I to be there? I had to stop doing that. It, this I is really unhealthy. Had... She was like, "This is unhealthy. Right. You you have a poverty consciousness. You you are poor in time. You're not just poor in money. You're poor in time." What I've started doing, and people are like, "Wait, what?" I wake up between. Four and I want to say six thirty in oh, the morning. No. <laughs> I, I do it. It's early. It's pretty early. When I heard that Bill Gates and Oprah were doing it, I was like, "There has to be something to do this." And now I, I do it. Do it. It is so nice to. Ha- and it's dark outside. It is nice. 
to be able to take a shower mm-hmm. and not have to think about work right away. Yeah. It's nice to be able to prepare breakfast. It is nice to have time to go to a gym. To Elevate have a full us, Quentin. Elevate hour us. Workout. Elevate us. That's what I'm saying. To run an errand. And then still get to the office before my boss does. Yep. I have like 10, 15 minutes to listen to my trap music. My coworkers come in after me. It, it definitely shows up in the work. It definitely shows up in the work. It shows up in the work. And when five o'clock rolls around, I don't feel bad leaving because I've already done the work. Yeah. You know, whereas opposed to my other coworkers, they might have to leave at six or... They got to figure out what they're going to do. Like, it's just, it takes so much anxiety off. Yeah. Like, becoming a morning person really did change my life. Yeah. And it also, I mean, it sucks because it's like, if people want to do things at like 8 or 9 o'clock, I'm like, ooh, I'm sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. I know. I noticed. I was like, wait a minute. It's still early. <laughs> Girl, it was 11 o'clock. I was like, Ugh. It's over. It's already 1 o'clock in my head because I'm from New York. Um, I feel but, I feel elevated already. But use your time, please. You should take it's the advantage only thing of the sunlight. It's the only commodity that you have that you can't get back. And that rolls into self care. Do you give yourself enough support around stress management and body care? What is your skin care situation? What's the regimen? Do you get acupuncture or massages? How often do you do it? Do you feel guilty around self-care? I, there's this meme going around that's like, self-care is more than just bubble baths and facial... But, okay, but it's part of it. <laughs> right. Do you have fucking time to take a bath? Or are you hopping in that shower, scrubbing for five minutes and hopping out because you got to work, uh, rush your ass to work? Exactly. No. Like, my life now, compared to what it was a year ago, like, this morning, I, like, got up, I went to uh, this place called Massage Envy, and I got stretched. It's amazing. I got stretched. That's self-care, guys. And you gotta define what that means for you, too. For some people, it's getting their hair done and brows done, nails done. For other people, it's massages or or bubble baths. I, this is gonna sound or, so horrible. Or, or acupuncture. What I'm about to say is gonna be sound so horrible, but I'm kind of at an age right now where I just need to keep it real. If you can invest in your nail care, getting mani pedis regularly, your hair... This goes for men, too, because I see men always getting nice haircuts or they have dreadlocks and stuff like that. If you can do all that, let's talk about what the diet looks like. Let's talk about what the exercise regimen looks like. I mean, of course, I'm about the whole 360 lifestyle, right? So it's like um, luxury on the outside needs to be luxury on the inside. Let's talk about fruits, vegetables, supplements. Can you, when you bend over, can you touch your toes? (laughs) If you're under the age of 35 and can't do that, we need to, especially if you're in your 20s, you can't do that. We need to, can you run for your life? Can you walk up one flight of stairs without breathing heavy? Right. When you exercise or call yourself exercising, do you break a sweat? Are you lifting weights? Are you going to classes? (laughs) 
the in like it's easy to go pick up a skin cleanser if you have acne. But sometimes the acne is, is a result of hormonal imbalance and exercise can actually help regulate that. Also too, it's like what are what are you putting in your body? Is it like cruciferous vegetables? Is it what kind of fruits? What kind of this? What kind of that? And are you so rushed with time that you don't even have the luxury of really picking out the food that you're eating? Are you just picking up something quick to eat because you don't have time to put thought into it? I mean, one of the things that really helped me with shopping and even being on the budget because we were like, well, I can't afford, I cannot stand the I can't afford to eat healthy argument because can you afford diabetes and cancer medicine? Because I know that my mom had some pills that were costing three, four, five hundred. My mom too. She got dollar, off of them. Dollars. She for, changed her diet and cancer. got off of them. Exactly. So it's way cheaper. She's like, oh just, hell no! I'm just not gonna have no Snickers bar. Oh <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's way cheaper. My to mama just, got the sugar. <laughs> she got sugar foot. <laughs> no, she reversed it though. Oh God, God! I love that SNL, and they were just like, "Why are so many people dying of diabetes anyway?" So we got this mac and cheese with bacon bits. <laughs> Please think about what you're. The best thing I ever heard was just eat as close to as nature intended as possible. And I, I'm guilty of not following that. I, when I travel. Or when I'm in vacation mode, or I'm when I'm stressed and just need to be comforted, I will eat a cheeseburger. I will eat cookies. I will eat like a lot of people are like, "Oh, I thought you were a vegetarian." I never told you that. I never said that. I never said that. <laughs> but my Monday through Friday, I'm having a smoothie. I'm eating a light lunch with like chicken for dinner. It's a lot of vegetables that I'm eating. Like, my body in, in my 30s has changed. So I can't get away with eating, like, pizza and McDonald's and all the other stuff. Because I was teaching fitness classes in my 20s, so I was just burning that shit off quickly. Yeah. Now my body's like, nope. All of a sudden, milk makes me feel very sick. So I'm all of my... Uh, if I do get coffee, uh, and even with my coffee intake, I have to do that very seldomly. I can't handle caffeine the same way that I used to. It's almond milk on everything. The only time I have regular milk is when it's ice cream, which I eat less of now, yeah. or yogurt um, for the culture, or um, cheese. Yeah, and it's different. It, it's different when it's in yogurt, right? Um, but yeah, health is an interesting thing. People are always complaining about, oh, it's whole paycheck, or I want to spend that much on vegetables. It's like, trust me, it's cheaper than an MRI. It's cheaper than a CAT scan. I yeah. had to pay full because I didn't hit my deductible. I had to get a, a MRI done on my brachioplexy. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Something in my I neck or whatever. What just a is. double... Just as a, precau- a precaution to double check something uh, right. where my skull meets the... There was nothing wrong, of course. But that thing cost me... I had to pay like $480 for that. Oh, yeah. I mean... All 480 that- just to make sure I didn't have something. And he's like, oh, you're clear. I'm like, but my, 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 my pocket ain't clear. Let me tell you something about how deep it is with me. When I make a frozen pizza, I put 
fresh garlic on the top of it. Just so I can have something that's like fresh on top of my <laughs> frozen pizza. Like I feel so bad about the frozen pizza. Pizza doesn't even have any damn meat in it. And I'm so like, what can I add that's fresh and natural to this pizza? Like, I, you know, it, that's what it's like. And it's like, let the medicine be the food, but let the food be the medicine. That's Hippocrates. That ain't me. Right. But, you know. Nicole, yes. you're like the queen of this. Yes. What is luxury for you? Define luxury for Nicole Briggs. Um, luxury, it really is having the best life experiences you can possibly have. Now, for some people, that means maybe Jimmy Choo shoes, maybe a, a Gucci sweater. No offense to my Gucci sweater. Um, for some people, like I said, luxury means... Um, having a home they love, having a car they love. Some people in L.A. will live with nine roommates so they could drive a Range Rover. That's their definition of luxury. That makes them happy. Some people, it means eating out every night. There's, It's what you spend. You, 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 you work hard to earn the money for the lifestyle, and that lifestyle makes you feel, in some ways, luxurious, luxury for you. Some people are just working so that they could collect the comic books or the records that they like to listen to. You have to define it for you, what's important to you. And hopefully it's something that's lifting you up, raising your frequency, bringing you joy. If you're working really hard and you're spending it on booze, cigarettes, drugs, coke, crack, meth, it, that is that really uplifting you? That's mm. not my idea of luxury. I've been to very expensive homes, parties, people are coked up, they're offering me drugs and stuff like that. That doesn't make me feel luxurious, even though the home is palatial, even though there's an affinity pool. So, you know, you gotta really figure out what it means for you. Does it mean I just got this old Mustang and I fix it up and I maintain it and every time I'm in it, I feel a certain way. Luxury is a feeling and it's about enjoying the best of what life is for your lifeline. Specifically, what is it for Nicole Briggs, though? You didn't answer the question. Oh, was that the question? Specifically yeah. for me. But I like me, that you broke it down. Specifically for me, it, it's about um, a, de- it's a decluttered life. Ooh. Mind, body, and physical. It's, it's everything. It's a decluttered life outside and inside where I feel free, mm-hmm. where I feel vital, and I feel well-loved and well-liked. Um, not as much luxury is for me. Experiences that bring me joy, items that make me feel good. I would say it the same for me. Items that make me feel good. The freedom to get those items. Yeah. So I work hard so I can afford the luxuries, like the apartment that we will get. That you're getting. To be able to furnish it. To have the time to furnish it. Yeah, luxury. these are all things that I didn't have 10, 15 years ago. Time, yeah, like to me, time really is a luxury. Um, the difference between my current job and my last job, my last job, I didn't have time for anything. I didn't have time to have a podcast. I didn't have time to have uh, a lifestyle site, Quintensity. I didn't have time. I barely had time to play volleyball, which is where I met my husband. I didn't have time for hobbies because I was constantly putting out fires at my previous job. Now that I'm at a different job, they really believe in work-life balance. Like, they don't want It's not you. just a line, they tell you. Right. They really believe in it. They do not want you in the office past a certain period of time unless it's an emergency. They don't expect you to be on your phone on the weekends and things like that. So, when I was transitioning into the job, I realized I had all this money 
It's like, oh, well, let me restart the podcast that I haven't done in six years. Let me do, like, I can really invest in the fitness stuff that I do. Like, it just opened the floodgates. Yeah. You know? And I think in terms of being in a relationship, my husband currently isn't in a job situation that he likes. He's not from this country, so his job options are very limited. So... Um, he's having to make different choices about his hours and stuff like that. But he had, I'm giving him a luxury because he doesn't have to worry about like when we first started dating, it was like, okay, I can't quit my job. You can't quit your job. We really kind of have to rough this out. I luckily was the universe was like, Quentin, you're done here. We're going to move you to a different location in terms of work. And now with that extra money and that extra time, it gives me a luxury to be a better husband for him, a better support system for him. Right. So that he can go to his job. It's a difficult job. He's a teacher. But when he comes back home, the apartment is clean because we have a cleaning lady. I Yeah, yeah have, it's about enjoying the I best experiences to cook in life. For him, even yeah. though I rarely do it. But... I think I'm going to have to step up a little bit just to make his work situation a little bit better. So at least he knows that he's coming home to a more pleasant experience. Yeah, it's about being generous, too. It's like you, how do you give to the people in your life? Yeah. How are you sharing experiences with the people that you love in your life? Yeah. Yeah. and so I, I just think that it, it's really about enjoying the best of what life has to offer at the time and place you're at. Like right now, you and I, we can't say, well, luxury for us is flying privately today. It could be in the future. It's not That's not a reality for us. Right. I have a question. Yes. How do you, what, do, what are some, because we do have listeners that have kids. Yes. How can they find luxury when they have two and three kids and families to raise? Like, where? I think it's de- I think it's a luxury to just even be able to have a kid, which is probably why I don't have one. What I think is, again, if you have a support system, if you have a co-parent, being really real and transparent about, look, I need this time that goes back to self-care. That may mean like, look, I need a spa day or I might need a girl's trip with my friends and I really need mm-hmm. you to step up as a co-parent. And I will also in turn do that for you. Right. I think that I know parents who are in these very old fashioned situations where the mom is is it's it's unrealistic. The mom right. is expected to work as hard as the man, uh-huh. earn money, pay bills. Then come home, cook and clean, raise children, play with children, help kids with homework, dress them, do laundry. That was my mom. And be sexy, get it, get it popping in the bedroom. That was my mom. I don't know if you are this this guy out there in the audience, but that's really unrealistic. And it's unfair, and it's sexist as fuck. It's really unfair and sexist. And I know some people that are in that situation. It's like, no, 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 no. At some point, you have to step up so that... She could then do that because you got to think about guys. Some guys even uh, um, refer to being with their children when the mom is away as babysitting. No, that's your fucking child. Those are your children. How are you babysitting? It's called being a dad. You're being a father. Or they can go and watch the game with their friends whenever they want to. There's no checks and balances. They don't have to check 
this whole idea that 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 child rearing is predominantly for the woman to do and i think that these are discussions you should have before there's a kid in utero like these the conversations you really need to have if you can i'm gonna be clear as day if it does happen to me be like look there is an embryo in this uterus but let me tell you something these are shared responsibilities right you are not a babysitter you are not a nanny you're a father and so i think that those conversations need to be had and what i think in the fairest situations is that what the ones that i see that are healthy the parents take turns yeah i mean luxury also we're used to being lifestyles of the rich and famous but luxury doesn't necessarily mean that you're spending a lot of money. No, it doesn't mean that at all. You have to think about what are your interests? What like made you happy as a child, as a teen, as a college student? Like there were there, there was something that brought light in your life that maybe you had to give up or felt like you gave up because of your job, because of your marriage, because of your current situation and finding a path to get some of that back. Um, you know, I think it's very important to invest well in your interests. Like if you in high school were very athletic, this happens to a lot of people, very athletic, then you have a kid and then all of a sudden you find that you don't have time to work out or whatever. Right. There's a, where there's a will, there's a way. Right. If you know that you like running and you used to run races and stuff like that, sign up for a marathon. Or a lot. These women in L.A., I'm telling you, I was um, I had a client who was pregnant and then she wasn't pregnant and she had the little sporty stroller Mm -hmm. and she would do a little joggy jog with the baby in the stroller. And those strollers will hold the baby up until three years, four years old. That could be your routine. Not only are they getting fresh air, you're working out, even if it's a fast walk. Right. Like, there's a way that you could Like, is there a compromise? There's a compromise. Are you investing in your interests? You really have to, like, if there's things that you like, everyone has more than one thing that they like. But I, I, know, I know people, I have friends in Chicago especially, and in Nashville, uh, where I was raised, who don't do anything that they're interested in because they're taking care of family because they're preoccupied with a job. And it's tragic to me because it's like your interests are who you are. So you're literally on this earth existing as like a Westworld robot for other people to take advantage of. Well, that's why I always, I'm saying, I I don't know, people can carve out like a part-time babysitter, part-time au pair nanny or do a nanny share with your... Get three girlfriends and, and get... And you all pool funds and hire someone where you guys can kind of get together and have like a book club mm-hmm. or uh, all go out to dinner, you know, just once a month. You know, I tried to get girlfriends who have kids to come to L.A. Look, you could come and hang out with me just to be in L.A. and go to that pool and get in it for a weekend. Right. It's like a like that. Th- I can provide that for free, but they, they can't separate from their family because they don't have a proper support at home. Right. And, and I think and that- there's technology. We were talking earlier. Earlier about an app called Hello Alfred. Hello and, Alfred. And they help uh, you do errands. Task Rabbit. Task Rabbit. Thumbtack. There's all these things where you can get. I mean, there's a babysitter website. Yep. You know, I mean, these obviously are luxuries that are going to cost money. And if you can't afford it, that I'm not telling you that you can't have it. But they're. With 
how things are going, you can't be a great parent if you're not taking care of yourself first. You can't pour from an empty cup. And let me tell you this. You say that you again. You can't pour from an empty cup. You can't pour from an empty cup. Exactly. So, you know, here's the thing, too, that goes back to your tribe. Let's say you're broke as a joke. I've heard this. People like, I'm broke. Well, that's why they call it people capital. There is someone in your life that loves you. There is someone in your life that likes you, that's in support of you. If you didn't burn every single bridge in your life, nine times out of ten, you have someone that's looking out for you that you can call and you could just say, hey, I'm drowning in responsibility. I love my family dearly. I just need a day to go to the library or go and walk the beach by myself. Can I just get four hours from you? A girlfriend that I love calling me, asking me that, I'm not going to say no. Don't be prideful. Put your pride aside so that you can be you and take care of yourself. There's people who watch your family or help with your family for free. Ask for that help. You have people capital. You have people in your life. One more thing. Well, actually, two more things uh, before we go. I want to... We talked about this briefly. I want to get back to it because it's really important. Yes. And just towards the end of the podcast. Yes. Your health. Your health. You can't enjoy the luxuries. You can't elevate your life if your health is not something that you're thinking about. And as we millennials, uh, Gen Xers, get closer to 40 and 50, we got to start thinking because you... We're already feeling it. I don't know anyone in their 30s that doesn't feel that that drastic change. All of a sudden, your knees start acting funny. All of a sudden, your posture's different. All of a sudden, your that stomach that was always flat. I don't feel any different. Nicole wakes <laughs> up every morning and drinks Warm water with lemon, garlic, and apple cider apple cider vinegar every morning. Multiple glasses. Multiple glasses. She just to start the day has a weird multivitamin and multiple organic supplements. In addition to eating it in real life. What? And you eat it in real life as well. Spinach or you have your grapefruit, fresh foods, kale. Yeah. She's on a Naomi Campbell diet, so she still looks 20. My knees feel fine. But you're also not jumping around. Not yet. Maybe. Do you remember when we went for that run? You were like, we're going to run five miles. And I ran it. I hadn't ran in 10 years. I can't believe you did that. I, th- I was joking. You said, yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess we have to do this. We ran like five miles. Well, your body changes when you're not. It does change. Seat. It does change. It does change. I, I don't sleep as well as I used to. I do have worse insomnia, and we're we're working on that. I'm just saying, whatever your deficits are, <laughs> I'm <what> giving her <laughs> pills. Whatever those challenges, <laughs> whatever those cha- we all have our challenges. Whatever those challenges are, address them head on and have a. Good, don't ignore them. Don't ignore ignoring them. them if you've had is a the cavity, worst. I hate people with the dental thing. People, uh, they got a cavity, and then just for six months, they're like, oh, my cavity, my cavity. I'm like, if you don't go if to the. you don't get that stuff taken care of immediately, <laughs> it gets worse. It gets worse. I had a cavity when I was like maybe 28, my first cavity. I've never had cavities. I ignored it, ignored it, ignored it, and then all of a sudden I had this throbbing pain and root had canal. to have. Root canal. It wasn't even a root canal. They just had, they had to get rid of the tooth. You killed I have that an implant. T- you killed that tooth. They were like, why didn't you come in sooner? I was like, I don't know. I don't love myself. I just got out of a horrible relationship. 
Don't ignore it. Also, if you don't have health insurance, look into getting something. Get something. You know, sometimes you could get Affleck for emergencies and it's very cheap. But part two of that, like, and this is just a hippie in me. I don't like medical doctors and that's MDs anyway. I think they're in bed with Big Pharma and the insurance companies. And so I have my own issues. We That's a whole other show. I am uh, not having that show. That's a whole other show. Because you can find doctors with, that aren't trying to medicate you. Because doctors are, I have absolutely no investment in wellness. They want you sick. If you are well, they have no business. I don't have doctors like that. They have no business if you're not sick. I don't um, have doctors like so that. I have doctors like Quinn. We do not want to see you in this. Eating well, I'm a exercise. Adequate rest and doing other things. I cannot advocate against doctors, Nicole. They're irresponsible. I can. Acupuncture. Ooh, I love acupuncture. Cupping. Cupping is the bomb. Get the cupping. Um, you could do uh, salt caves. Nicole, you're like talking about some like ex- expensive, no, no, luxurious I'm, shit. No, I'm not. Yes, you can. No, I'm yes, not. you are. Some people don't live in areas where that is. Easily accessible. A salt cave. And you know what, too? Let me tell you something. If you can't go to the salt cave, let me tell you something. you're bougie as fuck. Go to the ocean. There's salt in the air. You want that in your respiratory system. What if you don't live by a body of water? Okay, wait. You go to the ocean. She didn't finish this glass of wine, and and she's really feeling herself. And then the salt is going to be your Get your yearly checkups. All I'm saying is do the best you can with what you have. And I know that the yearly checkup is at least $100 or cheaper at Planned Parenthood. You are at least females. You are at least doing that once a year where you're going to get yourself checked out at Planned Parenthood if Trump has not gotten rid of it by now um but you you need to do that you know but i think you should do all the stuff first invest in your wellness then you don't have to see the md as much yes if you're in a car accident and they rip your arm off and you need it reattached of course go to the emergency oh, room no nicole like you can you know no no heal it with room. like salt go go into the magical salt bath it'll reattach it's itself not, um, it's nothing magic big pharma you know big pharma not all doctors subscribe to that. You have to treat doctors like boyfriends. You go on dates with them. You'll get a vibe from them. I went to a doctor for my shoulder because my shoulder was really weird. And he literally straight up was like, I love doing surgery for a living. I would never do surgery on your shoulder. It is not that serious. He was my second opinion there after I saw... There are far between. But... You got to do the work. To find good doctors, you got to do the work. And there are many MDs, I will say, that practice East and West practices. Yes, yes. And I would say that. But get yourself a naturopath, a napropath, a chiropractor, an acupuncturist, a wellness coach, someone who does cupping. That is really elevating. Get all those people. And then after you go to all those people, if you're still sick, go to the MD. Download ZocDoc. That's going to help you find all those people really quickly. Because I have all those people. Don't forget your crystals either. That's a different podcast. (laughs) Anyway. (sighs) We don't have time to talk about career. But also I'm glad that we didn't really talk about career. Because we're actually going to do a special podcast about career and job. Because things are changing. Things are changing in all industries because of this damn internet. Yeah. Things aren't what they were. I don't think Nicole's going to be on the episode because it's going to be in New York, but... Dang. You can help produce it because you're a good producer. 
Hmm. You're a really good producer. I'm going to add that to my resume since we're speaking about career. Producer. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll put you down as a reference. Yeah. I'm a really great reference. Did anybody call you? I think so. About me? Probably, yeah. They That's wanted me. to verify some. This is a separate conversation. Yeah, you uh, digress at the end. I hate it when people digress at the end. All right. Any final words, Nicole? This is, by the way, this is a 90 minute podcast. Just take care. Invest in health. Invest in wealth. Energy. And energy. Love. Love. Prosperity. Prosperity. And safety. And safety. And as usual, enjoy the rest of your week. If you liked this podcast, please share it. I don't know why y'all listen to it and then y'all don't talk about Leave it. Leave some reviews on the iTunes. Yeah. Stop being lazy. It's easy. People are like, I don't know how to do it. Oh, but you know how to Snapchat You know how to yell when you go to a bad restaurant. <laughs> Ugh, they I know, can't stand they know, people. They know how to do everything else. Anyway. Anyway. If you, for some reason, are just listening to this podcast because you clicked on a link that a friend gave you and you want to stay in the know... We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud. And we're also on the Amazon Alexa. Just download the nobody nobody You are from Nashville. <sighs> Just download the Nobody Dances Here skill. And you're going to say, Alexa, play Nobody Dances Here. And the latest episode will play. For more information, please visit our website at nobodydanceshere.com. If you have any questions, comments, or anything ratchet you want to contribute to, anything, it doesn't even have to be on topic at this point. I just love it when people call and we can play their messages on the podcast. Call us up at nobody4747 for you dummies who still have a hard time down that N-O-B-O-D-Y. You can... Just dial 662-639-4747. Again, the number is 662-639-4747. We'll answer anything. So, Nicole, are you going to say goodbye? or It's been a pleasure, as always. And this concludes our L.A. Episode. Move to L.A. I'm not moving to fucking L.A. I hate this place. You dislike it. Why be dramatic? Don't be dramatic. Okay, Nicole. I love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.